Hello and welcome to the Fumble Podcast number 48. Um, I am with PC as always. Hello everybody. And we are joined by two very special guests uh, who run their own podcast and they will talk to you about that later. But I am with Izzy Bess. Hello. And Miss Beltree. Hiya. And it's great to have you both on the show. We, uh, PC and I, I certainly have watched you both stream. Uh, PC's mm. been on your streams. And so it's great uh-huh. to have you with us today. So I will start off, Dave, I'll start with you. Purple yep. chest. What have you been up to, Blood Bowl-wise? Um, I'm back, baby, back. I'm uh, <laughs> having semi-retired from Fumble for the last sort of six months. I've still been adminning, still running the 145, still playing in the White Owl League, but really not playing that much in the competitive divisions, perhaps one game every three or four weeks to keep my hands in. Um I'm back. You know, Blood Bowl 2020 is is here on Fumble. We're going to talk a lot about that, I know. So I'm back playing on Fumble, enjoying it. I'm in the latest NAF competition there. I'm, uh, I've thrown myself into a Royal Rookie Rumble. I've launched in so with some new Blood Bowl 2020 teams. I am once again coaching and indeed streaming Fumble. Um, but on top of that, lots else going on as well. Um, I'm still playing some Blood Bowl 2. I've got a Blitz Pit coming up in a, a week or so's time, which again will be all over Twitch. So I'm all over the place, except I'm incredibly frustrated. I still can't find myself a tea seat in a tournament to go and play oh. real, actual Blood Bowl yeah, on a table with a human a opposite to me. We can cover that in a bit. A bit. Thank you very much, Purple Chest. Miss Beltree, now then, I have just seen you play some Blood Bowl, so what have you <laughs> been up to Blood Bowl-wise? I've just been diced. I've just been diced out of Chalice, which was sad. Um... I'm not someone who who um, loves to sort of complain about dice, and so actually, I'm quite I'm quite light spirited about this one, to be honest. But um, as it was on stream, I think people can vouch for me that I I threw a prodigious number of ones, mm. um, and um, that turned out not to be a good strategy playing what else against Skaven. Um, I did also make a really stupid decision, um, which maybe cost me the game, side stepping onto the ball when. Um, when I didn't need to and scattering a ball out of bounds. But um, I had fun. I, that's the third time I've qualified for Chalice. So that was um, fun to do that again. Chalice, sorry. I don't know if I need to explain this because it's fun that's podcast fine. as the uh, CCL yeah, playoffs. Chalice is, Chalice is a competition on uh, Blood Bowl 2. Um, yeah, that's basically it. Yeah, Blood Bowl yeah. 2 basically has a season that runs for seven weeks. And at the end of those seven weeks, they cull 64 teams from the top of their ladder, um, but slightly representing the races. There's usually three of most races. And they put them into a big tournament and then declare a season champion at the end of that tournament. Um, so Tree has unfortunately just been uh, diced out of the first round of that. I think anybody watching it, Tree, would, would agree with you that it was a dicing. Um, Definitely. Of epic so that, proportion. That was a bit rubbish, but I have recently been playing a bit of tabletop blood ball again. Um, I did sadly, do I have any thinking this because PC just said about tournaments? I was going to play on my first tabletop tournament with the new rules. There was one really local to where I'm living. And then because I'm also moving house at the moment, um, there was just too much life happening and I couldn't go. So I'm looking forward to that happening when it does, but I, I missed the one I was hoping to go to. Which one was that? Or do you not want to give it away? That's fine. Uh, everyone is. On my stream knows I live on the south coast. Um, it was um one being run by the Brighton um Blood Bowl. Okay. I can't remember oh, what the yeah. actual thing stands for. It's Bribe, which is Brighton Blood Bowl, and I couldn't tell you what the E stands for at the end of it. But Bribe. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds good. I mean, I've been while we're on that subject, and PC mentioned it earlier. 
struggle. We we couldn't get. I mean, we're on the waiting list for the UKTC. We both missed out on the uh, NAF Championship. I've forgotten to apply for Strangle Bowl, which I'm currently title holder for. So I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to lose my title. <gasps> yeah, so the London team, which is usually very active, is starting to get going again. But again, everyone I check is already completely full. So get, actually getting to sit and play Blood Bowl is looking quite challenging. Certainly in 21, it it's happen. And it doesn't look like 22 is going to be a lot easier either. I know. Well, thank you for that, Tree. Appreciate it. Uh, what about you, Dizzy? Um, I've been I've been streaming a lot of Blood Bowl recently. Um, a lot of Blood Bowl too. Uh, I've been running my own Wood Elf team in uh, CCL, which is the competition before Chalice. Uh, unlikely that I will qualify, but I'm having I'm giving it a go. Um, and then I'm also in a an online league um, that's run privately by a friend of mine, um, which is the Crypt League, uh, and I am running a Dark Elf team in that. Uh, all those um, games are going up on my YouTube. Um, so if you did want to check out how that's going, you can um, see it there. Um, and then tabletop wise, I have joined a local league um, and they started two weeks ago. So I've played my first game already uh, with the new 2020 rules. And um, it was an undead um, mirror match and it was a draw. Um so that was that was a lot of fun. And then I have actually managed to play a couple of tournaments. I've been to Water Bowl this year. Oh, and Bowl. I Our friends at also Bowl. Yes, yeah. And I also went to um the two drunk flings in City. Um and then I did actually manage to get into um TCC and the NAF championships. So that's uh, something that I'm looking forward to next oh, year. UKTC is great fun. Yeah, it is. Great, is great fun. They're, they're both I'm, great. I'm doing that one. I can't wait. Yeah, we're still both pretty um pretty grumpy about that. As at the last <laughs> one that actually run, uh, our team was the highest placed UK team coming forth oh, in the no. event. Oh. Uh, the top three places all taken by European teams. So the fact that we will not be defending what we consider to be the UK title uh, <laughs> rankles rankles slightly. Yeah, it does. It does. Uh, oh, I feel bad because I'm definitely not going These to. These things happen. <laughs> <laughs> I've taken a place that could have gone to someone more competitive, but we were really organised on this one. As I, because I actually went um, like right before COVID happened. Um, I got to go to the World Cup, which was amazing. Um. And that's the first time I've done a team event. And it's just so nice, team tournaments. I wish it there were more of them. It is super fun, isn't it? Yeah. Like, it's so nice sitting with your friends. Because football can be a bit lonely. Mm. Um, and when you're, like, sat with a group of your friends, it feels like, oh, well, even if my game's going badly, I can sort of chat a bit and, like, see what's going on in their games. And I really, really like that as a way to play football. Yes. And between games, there's someone that genuinely cares how your game went, rather than just yes. politely listening until they can tell you about the wonderful thing they did. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, I'd, um, at, at Water Bowl, I had somebody who kept doing flybys. They kept like walking past, go, "How's it going?" and then just carry on walking past. So I'm like, "Did you actually? Did, did you actually want to hear how this is going, or did you just want to kind of gloat that you were done already? Like, well, what was oh, your what was your purpose here?" That was definitely cave food, wasn't it? Definitely. <laughs> Good. Good, thank you, Dizzy. Um, I myself, I have been, I've been a busy bee, Blood Bowl wise, really. I have been painting your Kemri. Fantastic. Uh, they're coming along nicely. Spent a lot of time on the star players. Um, I've been, I did have a game of Blood Bowl 2, but 
I kind of, I've not lost my fancy for it, but I've been spending and investing more time on Fumble with the uh, BB2020 rules. Um, as you well know from some of my streams that I've done, I've been experimenting with Black Orcs and using random skills. Um, and I love the random skills. <laughs> They're just so funny. Um, but not, not essentially very good is, is what I've found out. So they're great fun, but if you want to build a team, random skills aren't always the way to go. Well, I mean, I, I, I'm going to challenge that, Mark. Go on, um, challenge it. So first of all, let's talk a little bit about, about what's been happening on Fumble in the last uh, month or two. So Fumble has moved to the Blood Bowl 2020 division. It uh, has. It's sort of almost um, 100% there in that there's a new division opened called C or Competitive. Uh, and the long-term plan is that that will be sort of the equivalent of both the ranked division and the black box division all rolled up into one. It will eventually have a game uh, scheduler like the CCL on Blood Bowl 2 and like Black Box on Fumble always had. Um, but at the moment, it is just like ranked in that you list a team and other people list their teams and then you select a match that you think looks... I'm going to say the word fair, but that's something we could come back to. Um, and then if the opponent likes the look of it, they tick it too, and then the game starts and you begin and you play Blood Bowl 2020. The limits on it at the moment is that um, Krista doesn't really feel it's uh, stable enough to go site-wide yet, so it's not live in the league division, uh, which I'm hoping it will be soon because the 145 club particularly is desperate to get hold of it. Uh, and also, of course, at the moment we can't have season ends. That's the coding that the, uh, the team are working on right now, is the ending of seasons and the redrafting. Um, once that's up and running and stable, then we can maybe look forward to our old teams from ranked and from black box uh, being you know, allowed to migrate into the competitive division, do a season end, and then continue those franchises on into the future. So there's a lot of, I mean, we've had so many people coming back to Fumble and trying Fumble for the first time. So if yeah. this is your first ever Fumble podcast, if you're new on Fumble, then huge welcome to you. Uh, and congratulations for finding yourself on Fumble. Definitely. And it's great to but see some one... old names around, especially. Yeah. Uh, I just want to give a shout out to my old friend, Harrod, mm -hmm. who is a fantastic Blood Bowl coach. Um, and he's been back to play a game, and he was adamant after the new rules that he wasn't. But we've got another good friend, Malmere, haven't we? He was the same. Mm -hmm. He was like, mm, not sure about these new rules. Um, and now he seems pretty addicted. Well, not only that, but he's become the sort of the demon snotling coach you don't want to face, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. Um, though at the moment in the latest NAF tournament, he's running uh, Underworld, isn't he? Which seems a little yeah. overpowered in the hands of someone as good as him. Definitely. I mean, we can talk about the meta later, but there's definitely... Um... But I want to circle back around to random yeah, skills. So yeah. first of all, let's... <laughs> uh, no, Dizzy and misspelled <laughs> Um Any experience of taking random skills yet? Yes. Okay, good. <laughs> Excellent. But then, what's your take on it? Do you want to go dizzy? Yeah, I can do. So, um, I uh, this was um, in the middle of lockdown. I think it was not long after the Blood Bowl 2020 rules have been released. A friend of mine modded um, Blood Bowl onto Tabletop Simulator. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. Um, cool. Yeah, I, I don't quite know how or like what what he did or anything, but we we had Blood Bowl, we had all the players, we had all that, and I had some halflings level, and I think um, the hefty got oh gosh, what was it? Nerves of Steel. Right. The hefty got Nerves of Steel, and the regular um, got Sure Feet. 
so sure feet is worked out all right. Awful. Yeah, they they weren't they weren't horrible skills, but I think um, it just depends on like what you want to do with the team. So with a halfling team, for me, it's all about what how much fun can I have? How many halflings can I throw? You know, it's not necessarily about the winning. So the taking of random skill for me at, with those made sense because it's like it makes it more fun it makes it more interesting like it could be random you know it's, it's going to be random it's going to be something completely unknown and could be really really fun but if you're wanting to be competitive and you're wanting specific players doing specific things it's very risky doing the random skills um because you might get disturbing presence or or, or something <laughs> like yeah so, so, so you just might get something that's completely you mean like my vampires. what am i supposed to do with this so my first random skill on a vampire got shadowing there you go. <laughs> Useless. Uh, vampires are a whole different kettle of fish right now they uh, had a brutal game against them the other day they are very interesting and very very changed very different. Yeah. Tree, how's your I experience have... of randoms been so far? Oh, well, I've only actually taken one so far, which was on um, an underworld goblin, and it got tentacles. Brilliant. <laughs> 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 which, with the new rules, it's like almost, I, it's almost impossible for it to work. I think they have to roll a one or a six. I can't remember. I haven't really understood the new yeah, It's a one in six, yeah. Um, I, it's really interesting because, I mean, I sort of. Um, I had this underworld team that I was really looking forward to playing for ages and I wasn't expecting them to be like the power gamer team. I'm a bit annoyed that they've become that, but I, I had them from like the world cup actually, because that was the team which you could buy as like the commemorative team. Mm. Um, and so now I'm playing them in like the local league that's just started up again. And I think for them, there's certain players like the, the gutter runner, you definitely want to choose your skills on. Yeah. Um, but for a goblin, I was like, well, if I take a random mutation, if it's good, it's cheap, and if yep. not, I can always just firing another one. It's near goblin. So yes, yeah, exactly. That's kind of yeah. yeah, and that's why I think we're seeing a lot more gambling than I expected to. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, my experience. I want to talk about yours as well, Mark. Because I know you've had. Yeah. Um, I <laughs> at the moment I've, uh, I've I'm running a black orc team. I've chosen that the black orcs. Uh, I've only bought one black orc skill, and I decided I would wait and buy block rather than roll a random. But the goblins, I decided I would wait and roll random general secondary skills. Mm. Um, I've done that twice so far, and I have a shadowing goblin <laughs> uh, and a fend goblin. <laughs> okay. Now, when you consider the options of block, which would be great, yeah. dauntless, which would be great, dirty player, which would be great, frenzy, I could live with and find uses for, kick would be great, pros now decent, strip ball would have uses, sure hands would be excellent, wrestle would be fine, and tackle's okay. I think in my two randoms, I've rolled the two <laughs> worst possible skills. And of course, they are only 20 TV. But 20 TV for a shadowing goblin or a fend goblin, it still doesn't feel that great value. Mm. But I, I, think, I think can I we resist have... the gamble? I mean, so many people yeah. aren't. I think you kind of have to weigh up the pros and cons, like the, the um, how many good skills are there mm. in each category to take that chance. Are there more good skills than not so good skills to do, to do that role? I, I think that's really interesting, though, what PC's saying. And I guess on Fumble, someone at some point will be able to like crunch the numbers. Mm. But um, I would say in my local league as well, I've been really surprised by how many people are just going like all in on the on the um, 
on the random skills. And for some people, it's really not working out. I have a friend who's got like three kick linemen, but <laughs> <laughs> it means you can line one up wide and it won't matter yeah. for us. <laughs> Uh, it's really interesting because I thought people wouldn't do it that much and yeah. when I read the rules the first time and it turns out that everyone's doing it all the time I think, I mean, you I, think exactly I thought is... it would be occasional um, yeah. you know some players like Norse linemen I think that's probably fine to throw a random on um, but I'm finding I mean for example goblins it's 40k and with the higher earnings in Blood Bowl 2020 if I get a terrible skill on it I'll either live with it for a bit or I could possibly just fire and rehire and drop that TV if I don't think exactly. it's really going to do anything However, do you think part of it is it's, it, it, when people get a new toy, they want to play with it, don't they? Yeah. You know, oh, definitely. Yeah. I think that's part of it. I mean, it certainly is for me. I mean, I, I have a So will a... the meta settle to less gambling, you think? I that... think so, because, I mean, it all depends on your personality. I've got quite a, a, a gambling personality. So I, I like it, but it's not very useful. For example, I'm looking at my Black Orcs now. I have a Black Orc with Block, which I chose, uh, Break Tackle, which was random, and Guard. Right, so that's three skills on one black orc. The next black yep. orc with three skills has guard, thick skull, and pile driver. I mean, <laughs> who the hell would pick that? Uh, I've got another one with mighty blow and juggernaut. One, another one with guard. But here, here's my goblins, right? And they're all random. One with sidestep. One with diving catch and sidestep. One with tackle. One with sneaky git and shadowy. One with sneaky git and sprint. I mean. I like them because you can kind of play around with them. Like the diving catch and mm -hmm. sidestep one's mm -hmm. all right. He comes in a bit handy now and again. The tackle well, one mean, when you're facing other stunties is all right. Yeah, yeah. Can, can I That's... say something else? Like, I just think one thing that is kind of interesting to me anyway, like part of the fun of Budsball, certainly up till now, like in the old rules, part of the fun of it was when you went to roll the level and you didn't know if you'd roll a double, you'd roll um, mm. a sack. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that if you take that away completely and it's just all choosing your skills, it's not as much fun. Like you lose that sort of sense of fun. So the random skills gives you a chance to have some of that feeling again of, oh, I wonder what, like, I wonder what, like, I'll get. Because it's fun. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They took the randomness away. And just when you thought, okay, so everything take and take, and this is how many games in the season I think this player will get to here. And then you went, yeah, brilliant. We've removed all of that randomness. So we're now going to put it all back in in a completely different way. I think Which... the fact that it's it's also allowing you to access anything mm. is interesting as well. Like, yeah. you know, the all oh, what you're going to get um, with the doubles and the singles and stuff, it was, it, you know, you had to be lucky to get to that point. But now you get to choose whether you randomly could potentially get something you you know you you get to decide yeah. like what do I wait to definitely get that or do I try and risk the risk the randomness? Mm -hmm. I think well, it's interesting. yes, my goblins are, are now both looking at me, thinking, why didn't you just give a sneaky git? Same cost, <laughs> actually useful. Um, what about the uh, what about the stat skill roll? That's still random, isn't it? Are we tempted by that? Um. It's expensive been. to buy one. I but... haven't got that far to look, to be honest. <laughs> I, I I played against a pro-off team in, in the tabletop league. They had taken it on one of their catchers, and they've got movement, and that's always good on an elf catcher. Yeah. So I, a movement's I feel like... very likely and very cheap if you get it. Yeah. I feel like maybe it's good for certain positions. Um, I mean, that's a really good coach I was playing against, and, and he seemed very happy with it. Mm. 
Yeah, so I think well, some of those what the things like gutters, as you say, catches things that are going to score a lot of touchdowns, so they're going to generate those SPP. Mm. Um, and perhaps yeah. you can keep them light and tight until you get a stat, and then after that, decide where to go with with them after that. Really, one one thing I do wonder about the new um, leveling system is is it going to really hurt newer coaches in the sense that more experienced coaches will tend to generate more SPP over a game. Yep. Yeah. And true. so will then they'll they'll generate more SPP and then focus the SPP on certain players and will have maybe a plan in their head of what they want to do, whether they want to wait for that higher SPP or not. And the newer coaches with less experience, not necessarily knowing what they're doing with their team uh, SPP wise, will then struggle to, will they go with the random one? Will they go, you know, just take the first thing or wait for the, the stat up? Um, and I think, I do wonder if this is going to hurt newer players um, yeah, I think yeah. you're right. I think there's two key areas that really will. I mean, it's been talked about before that the ability to use up all of your rerolls by turn three, which I've joyfully mm -hmm. done in every game of 2020 I've played, <laughs> um, is supposed to hurt the newer players more, and yet it's destroying me. Um, <laughs> the the other thing, I think you're absolutely right. I think it's not just about the SPP generation. Yeah. I would back a coach like Malmere to look at a team and go, yes, I can risk two randoms, and that one needs to stay and buy something. Yeah, and I just don't know how quickly that experience is going to arrive for a newer player, um, or if they will believe an experienced player saying, "No, no, that's not one to do a random on." Will they yeah. be able to resist pressing that button and seeing if they get lucky? I, I just don't know. Because I'm, I'm a very, I'm, I'm still, I still consider myself a fairly new player, um, but I know. I know enough now to know what I want to do with teams and things like yeah. that. But I, I can think back to not even a year ago when I, if I had the new rules and the new, like, you know, going through what, what I've, you know, trying to decide what I was going to do with the team, I wouldn't have a clue. I wouldn't know whether I was going to wait for the doubles or uh, not the doubles, uh, wait for the secondary skills or, you know, push it even further mm. to the stats. Like it's, it's something I would have really struggled with, and I don't know what, how quickly I would have picked it up. Um, and so that's what has made me think, like, is this going to hurt newer players and potentially cause, you know, confusion? I, long take, make them, It could potentially cause longer um, sort of like learning periods for newer players. Um, I don't know. Yes, because you know really you can build point. your first team, and instead of sort of, I mean, I always say if you go with all, they're likely to live. You'll at least see some skill levels, even if you're losing. So I think yeah. that's one of the reasons I recommend it as a good starting team. Is people are going to lose when they start at Blood Bowl usually. Yeah. Um. So at least if there's team development and players gaining skills, there's that fun aspect to keep people coming back. But if they're building a terrible team with awful <laughs> skills, yeah, it's only going to get worse, isn't it? Yeah. Or am I overvaluing the the intelligence needed to design a good blood ball team? I don't know. I don't well, know. I just that like it's it's before like if you're a new player like that part of the decision making is taken away from you. You get X, yeah. six SPP and you just roll a level because you're because that's what you do. Yeah. Whereas now it's actually quite complicated. Like if you really get into it, like your choices yeah. are quite complicated. Yeah. Yes, and I mean, there's 
you pull up a, a player with eight SPP on, on Fumble and, and have a look at what their options are, there's about five or six, if they've got reasonable access, there's about five or six different ways you can spend those SPP. Mm-hmm. And knowing which one is a good way to spend it, I don't think that comes particularly quickly. Um, and another okay. drum I've been banging, now I, I'm still claiming that back when CRP was invented, the rules that everyone knows from Blood Bowl 2 and Blood Bowl 1 and things, when we moved over from logarithmic skill costs um, to sort of flat skill costs in terms of the TV, because it used to be if you had 175, 176 SPP to get to legendary skills, that every five SPP cost one TV. So that was a huge number of team value to get that legendary player. And when we moved to the, the rule set that just about everyone knows, of course, it became a flat cost in TV for the skill. And mm-hmm. I said this was a huge change that would change how people build teams, and it really was, but everyone talked about Claw instead. The one I think people are missing here is that secondaries have gone up from 30 TV to 40. Mm-hmm. And I know that feels a little tiny change, but at the same time, other people are going to be getting their primaries for 10K. So your mm-hmm. secondary at 40 better really be punching its weight. Yeah. Because the other team might have three to four skills to counteract that one skill that you think your team needed. Um, am I wrong? Am I, am I just crazy in 10 TV means nothing? You're always wrong. You know that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think... And again, I think that will also come into play with the newer coaches and the understanding of team value and how mm. that affects gameplay, uh, especially in leagues. Obviously, in, in other formats, it won't matter as much. But in leagues, understanding um, inducements and the whole um, prayers to Nuffle now um, that mm. you can do um, and all that kind of thing, I think that's going to... Um, you know, understanding of TV is going to play a massive factor. And so newer, that's another thing that newer players will need to understand yeah. on mm-hmm. top of what skills are good, what skills do what, how, which skills counteract which skills. Um, yes, and, defensive is one I haven't come across yet, and that's what. Yeah, it's it's just... I think it it's good for people who are already familiar with the game and already, you know, but I th- I just I just feel like it's not new player friendly enough. Mm. I mean, and yet we've had the change of the numbers involved in everyone's stat line to to be more like other games, to be new yeah. player friendly. Yeah, exactly. That's and that that's what sort of confuses me a little bit mm. in the everything is well not everything, but you know, it's meant to be um a little bit easier to access but the, the the leveling system i feel like it isn't yeah almost like it was designed by committee um half the committee <laughs> wanted an easier game that, that newer players could pick up and play and yeah. the other half of committee went yeah but secretly we're going to put loads of really complex stuff in by the back door <laughs> yeah. um perhaps late on a friday when the other guys were off drinking or something they got <laughs> away with it also absolutely when armbar was named and invented as a skill it was mm. that same drunken friday afternoon i go to my grave <laughs> stating it do you know the one which I can't understand with the naming? Like, I just can't understand why you've done it. Why change GFIs to rushes? Because rushes, like, <laughs> yeah, rushes not a word that like, no. that, like, it's too similar to just what you're doing anyway. Like, you're, you're rushing around. Like, I just, mm. yeah. I mean, go for it. Really, I, it's always been perfect, hasn't it? It says exactly yeah. what you're doing. You're really pushing every ounce you've got into those final square or two. And people still say GFI anyway. I've, I've, like I say, when I've been at leagues or, or, t- or the, the um, uh, tournaments, I, the people next to me, oh, I'm doing a go for it. Sorry, rush. Like nobody is saying, nobody is immediately going, it's a rush. It's, well, you know. No one yet, Dizzy, but 
Yeah. Know, I, grew up, I grew up asking where the vacuum was. And then in my 20s, it was, uh, right, who's seen the vax? Ten years ago, everyone said, um, where's the Dyson at? And, and now we don't use any of those. We're back to vacuum cleaner in my house. So things do change Although, over time. Where's the shark? Well, yes, it is a shark, actually. Yes. Yeah, we I haven't started calling shark. it that. We love haven't it. started calling it that. Um, it's very cute, my new vacuum cleaner. We only got it two days ago. That's why I'm excited <laughs> about it. So I think GFI will disappear. I think we'll look old and sad if we're using that in two years' time. I think it will certainly be a set, set apart the veterans thing. That will. Anyway, I want to come back to um, Dizzy mentioned like the TV aspect and everything like that. Yeah. I also think that there is, I think we've briefly talked about it before, but when the seasons kick in, we used to have this in CRP. It was a, I'm going to get my team to, I don't know, 2,200 TV and I'm going to sit it and it's yep. going to just monopolize my CPOM chaos team. It's just going to monopolize anyone that faces me. But now with the seasons, that mm. that can't happen. Well, I I mean, I'm going to claim that I came up with the idea um, just because I haven't bothered <laughs> to look if anyone said it before me. Um, but what we seem to be going with is the concept of when a season ends, you have to redraft. But if you're entering a tournament, that will extend your season. So now I guess the meta is going to move once we have season ends towards, you know, what can you build by game 15 of your season? so that it's parked ready for a tournament. And so do you, at, you know, at the end of season, do you think, yeah, this is ready to drop into a tournament? Or do you think, no, I'm going to end my season and have another 15 games and see where I'm at there? And I think that's where we'll be at. I think you're right, but that's, but that's my point in a sense of it's a very different way of looking at it and different way of coaching a, a team long term. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's um, a very different aspect. But so much is up in the air. I mean, I've seen so many players literally seeming to do things just because they can. Uh, I was in a game watching, um, you know, as an admin, I'd, I'd been asked to watch. So I came in and watched a game. And someone did a jump over a player that was completely irrelevant to everything that happened. And I think, I, I mean, I know, they just wanted to jump over a player and see what that was like. <laughs> and when they did it, I went, yeah, I want to do that too. So I'm looking for an opportunity just to say I've done it. Well, you say that. I mean, in, in the NAF Championship on Fumble at the minute, the good, the bad, the ugly and the fair or whatever mm. way it is around, I played a game. In which, with... just passing, um, our team, last I looked, was top of the rankings, weren't I we? Th I think we were, yeah. Three wins and a draw, I think it was. And I think in, that's only in because win... we played in the first couple of days <laughs> and most of the games haven't been played. But it's not a bad start. But I played Dash. Um I can't remember his full name. I can't pronounce it, so I'm not going to try. Uh, but a fan a guru, of the podcast. Yeah, that's the yeah. one. Uh, fan of the podcast. So, hey, I did say I'd mention our game. But I did that in in one of the games. It didn't help my positioning at all. It burnt a reroll, but I was at a point where it gave me the option of to jump over a player. So I was like... You, you just couldn't resist, could you? I couldn't resist. That was the point. I was just like, yeah, I'm just going to do it. Yeah, let's just jump. Uh, that was... It was a two plus, two plus, failed one, but ended up stood up. But it was just fun. <laughs> that that was something that annoyed me about um, months, months and months ago when um, there was the Blood Bowl 3 closed beta. Ugh. I wanted to try things. Yeah, I know. I, I know. I'm not talking. <laughs> I'm not going to go into the whole thing. But I wanted to try things. I wanted to do fun things. And everybody who I came across was like trying to play it as though they were 
aiming for a CCL chalice or something like that. They were yeah. playing very seriously. And I was like, no, I want to try some things. Let me try some things. So that I, I got a little annoyed at that. But yeah. Well, I was always on yes, the floor I... having a seizure at turn four. So. <laughs> yeah, I, I was just annoyed by it. I, I just, I mean, I genuinely want every version of Blood Bowl to be fantastic. I don't think um, Cyanide and Fumble compete with each other at all. No, I've always seen Cyanide yeah. as a computer game version of Blood Bowl and Fumble as um, Blood Bowl transported onto the computer, which I see yeah. as different things. It's like white bread, mm. brown bread, isn't it? They're both bread. Yeah. Just... And if Blood Bowl 3 is fantastic, I think that's good for Blood Bowl. And I think that will be good for Fumble. Yeah. But sadly, at the moment, it's an absolute dog's dinner. And at least they've realized that and they're not going to do the early access and they're not even telling us when it will be released or when it will be early accessed while they take it back into the workshop and try and build it better. But what's hilarious is that when it eventually does get released, there'll be about 18 months before there's a new rule set. Oh, don't say that. Every four years, that's Games Workshop model. That is the Games Workshop model. Um, It is possible that they do that to us on Blood Bowl. If they think there's enough of a market to rinse it every few years, they definitely will. Mm. Um, But hey, look, at least we're getting new stuff and a supported game again. And whilst you we're know, on we... the subject of new stuff... God, it's almost like I segue, <laughs> isn't it? Did you see what I did oh, nice. there? Um, we had some news, didn't we, in the Blood Bowl world, that a, uh, a new official roster. Yeah, Creek official. is back and I'm in mourning. That's clearly what you're talking about, isn't it? No, not quite. We'll get to Creek. <laughs> we'll get to Creek. Um, that yeah, there's a new joke, official actually. roster. Um, have you had a look at the corn, Dizzy and Tree? Yes, um, yeah, 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 when it great. came out. So what all four of us can offer some opinions. What do you think? I it's for... No, you <laughs> first. I went first last time, you first this time. Um, <laughs> too polite. Um, I, um, so I, I haven't played corn, but I played like with the old corn, sorry, and like the old brawls, there was corn. And I, I haven't played them, but I played against them quite a lot, weirdly. Like I ran into them a couple of times in, in our tabletop league and then... Um, when I went to that tabletop World Cup, I played against the team bit. So I was quite sort of used to the old corn, and they seemed kind of fun but bad. Um, these ones seem like they might be better because the strength four mm. on the on yeah. like four of them seems good if you're going to have frenzy everywhere. But I, I like the idea anyway. I I don't know. I think having the idea of an all frenzy team is fun. Like whether or not it's good, I don't really care. Like as long as it's fun, and I think it seems fun. Yeah, I, 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 let's uh, let's bring Dizzy in. What do you think? Um, I think it, I think there's a a very interesting team. I've never I've never come across them because um, I I don't know if they've just not been around since I've been playing or, or like I don't know. But I've I have not come across them. I'd heard about them, um, and I think they do look really fun. I do like that. Like you said, there's a lot of frenzy. Uh, Horns and Juggernaut on one on the. Uh, uh, corn gauze is very interesting yeah. um and all all the play all, all the um positionals all the players can pass as well which is also because a lot of teams you've got some that have got no passing skill at all or um but all of these do have a passing stat so it could be interesting to see what people do with that. Um, if they do anything, obviously they might not. But yeah, I think they do look really fun, um, and uh, it'll be interesting to see how many people take them. How many we start seeing popping up in tournaments? Um, mm. 
especially we, as, as people are starting to say that like 2020 rules are more bashy than before. Um, they certainly seem. Well, let's yeah, I let's mean, not they're, they're... get on the eight out of 110 conversation. On oh, Facebook. No. Let's, uh, not do that. Yeah, let's not go there. I mean, uh, it, it's also it's a little early to tell. I still think we need a massive yeah. number of games, and then we can really do some number crunching. But I I, I sense that. I feel it too that there is a, a slightly higher casualty profile, um, and certainly if you look at the CAS table, there's there's more chance of um, of things that your apothecary can't fix because apothecary's got worse. That was one of the things that really surprised me actually that I hadn't like processed until I started playing tabletop with the new rules because mm. I thought oh it's like it's harder to die or whatever like it's it's a bit softer, but actually like when you get a casualty now it's quite likely that players are out for the game because yep. you're not going to use the apothecary if it's a miss next game normally. Like maybe if you're really desperate, you would, but you generally don't want to do that. Passing stat down or something else. Yeah. Deeply yeah. Troubling. yeah. So, so it's actually also, much more likely so, to count. It also doesn't help with the, the dice that GW give you. <laughs> the no. dice is not a, it's a spinning top. So you can, if, if you're sneaky, you can manipulate it. So it works in your favour. Well, well, let me I, tell you about, me tell you about that tabletop, first tabletop game. It should game. be dice cups only. I, oh, yeah. I'll go to my grave. Oh. I mean, you can't force <laughs> people to, but it, no. really. Well, I, the I don't dice even cups love dice towers. Thing. Dice let me cups tell you about should the first, be essential. The first turn of my tabletop, my first tabletop game of 2020, right, when I played at the weekend mm. with a guy called Gary. He was a lovely guy. We played at his, uh, he's got a gaming shop. Um, Lovely guy. And he'd, he'd taken Black Orcs. I'd taken... Necro. First block of the game, right? Two dice from one of his black orcs against my zombie. He rolled skull both down. Brawler re-roll. Skull, skull. Both went down. He rolled my armor. Broke through the armor of my zombie. Injury. Dead. So that's 15 or 16 on a d16, right? I rolled his armor, bearing in mind it's a black orc, broke through his armor, casualty, dead. <laughs> first game, first turn, first game of 2020, wow. first block, both dead. My regen failed, he's got no apo. But at least you got your zombie back, didn't it? By killing the bot. <laughs> uh, did... Oh, I, do you know, I didn't think about that. You should have had a free zombie for the rest of the game. Mate. I will. I'll message him. That that that's going to save me. Actually, that's that's a good point. It's only <laughs> um, for the game, I... isn't it? It's only for the game. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it doesn't really matter. Is I, it? I want, so it doesn't matter. They don't stay now. I don't know. I'll have to look into the rules. Um, I don't know because I tend not to coach a lot of dead teams. My, I had a really interesting game in the Good, Bad, Fair, and Ugly tournament. Um. I had some awful, awful dice, and uh, by turn three, I was um, on my drive. I was a touchdown down to some horrible, horrible elves uh, because I won in nine twice in a row on the pickup. And despite pulling lots of dwarves back to try and you know cover the second pickup, I wasn't able to. The elves got all over me and scored. I did manage to drive back for one-one, but I still obviously had to turn him over in the second half. Um, and with elves, that's never easy. But he did give me half a shot in sort of the second term of the second half. And in the end, I pumped all three re-rolls into making the absolute best of that one opportunity. And it meant that I was coaching the rest of the half without re-rolls. But it did turn him over, and it got me into a position where a couple of turns later, I secured the ball and got the win. Reroll money that's is what, key. In this yeah, so I, really is. I mean, I joked about the fact that I'm, you know, 
um, throwing my re-rolls out away in the first few turns. I nearly said something toxic then and forgot who was in here with us. I nearly said spaffing them up the wall, and now I have. <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, so I'm throwing my re-rolls away. But that time, I think it was good. I think that gave me an opportunity that if I was only able to use one re-roll a turn, I would never have had. So some of the things I thought were going to be terrible about the 2020, I think they're turning out to not be quite so bad. Is that is that reasonable? Yeah. I mean, I love it. I honestly love I mean, I don't know what um, Dizzy and Tree think about the new 2020 rules, having played a little bit. But I love them. I, I really do enjoy the new rules. What's your... Um, have you got a summary? Yeah, I think... Um... There are some aspects of it that still need a bit of tweaking, I think. Um, but overall, like, I, to be honest, it doesn't feel all too different. There's not, like, there are obviously some differences in there, you know, some things you have to remember. Um, but overall, it just kind of still feels the same in a way. I don't know. I, I don't know if I'm just like not thinking into it too much or something but yeah i just kind of feel like i don't know it just feels like football <laughs> so certainly yeah, on the yeah, pitch yeah. i think there's less changes sort of feared yeah. there was going to be isn't there is that is that true I, I agree with dizzy like i feel like i'm playing the same game like there's just like weird things like so the other side of what you just said pc like i scored right. a one turn touchdown because i had two two rolls left at the end of the half like i wouldn't yeah. have been able to score otherwise yeah and that actually was one of those things again where i thought this is because i've played quite a lot of bloodfall now like i actually sort of quite deliberately kept that second re-roll late in the yeah. drive yeah so in some ways it's another thing that helps more experienced players i don't know yes i think you're right i mean i, I and whilst I think a lot of inexperienced players would have thrown the same re-rolls I did in that game. Um, I think an experienced player will know, actually, this is the only chance I've got to get the win is if I put everything I've got into this one turn. Mm. And again, spotting that turn is, is not going to come quickly for the newer players. They'll think they've got one of those turns when actually they shouldn't have put the re-rolls in. Yeah. And I think that's much more likely to happen. My big bugbear at the moment, there's also, you know, bringing it back to Fumble, there's a big thread on Fumble about this at the moment is foul appearance and dump off. Um, yes. I'm, I'm still not okay with that. No, I keep forgetting about dump off. Um, so just to, um, I'm not, well, I'm assuming blitzing, foul. of course. Is the, yeah. Is the... So you now have to declare before you blitz which player it is you're blitzing. Yes. And if that player has dump off, they use that skill then yeah, rather right. than after the blitzing player moves. Um, so tackle zones change for dump off for the pass and catch. Yeah. Um, because you won't have the blip bits, the blitzing player standing next to you. No, but also your uh, your throwing your passing stat has got one worse for runners. Yeah. So even though they won't have the single, if it was a single tackle zone, they won't have that. Their passing is one worse, so that slightly balances it. Yeah. Um, it's just the fact they're doing it when you're perhaps what eight, ten squares away. I noticed this in a game, in Malmere's game last night, and he was Underworld versus Dark Elf. Mm. And he was next to a Witch Elf, and he was about six squares away. And he blitzed, he declared the blitz, chose the player. The player decided not to use Dump Off. But, I mean, I think there's a bug in the client at this one. Uh, Krista, if you're listening, which I'm sure you are. Um, it also gave him the option to hit the, bl uh, hit the Witch next to him. But Rob, good to his word would only obviously try and hit the runner 
Um, but yes, it's absolutely right. I, I mean, thought that was the game where they did away. dump off. Um, and because they dumped off, that's what the, triggered the bug to let him hit the witch. And it was a wildly stupid pass, wasn't it? Another rule I, uh, I'm still yeah. not sure is any good. Possibly. Possibly. But what happened was, um, the, uh, the line, was it, I think it was a throw, wasn't it? Ended up catching the ball. Yeah. Recent, <laughs> which was hilarious. Um, but yeah, the dump-off skill. Yeah, no. And foul appearance, the same. You can declare a blitz on a player from, you know, 10 spaces away. And if you fail the foul appearance role, you don't move at all. You just stand still, looking horrified. Yeah. Mm. Now, so are we just being old? A new player's going to go, yeah, that's... Well, it... Here's a statement, and it's a disagree or agree, right? BB20 has expanded the game. How do you mean expanded? In yeah. terms of style of play, in terms of coaching ability and skill, interpret it how you want to. Right, I, go ahead. I think there's a lot of limitations that have been put on certain types of play, like passing play or um, a you know leap yeah. play. Yeah. Um, and I think actually it's done the opposite a little bit i think it might have actually um retracted the types of play. i mean like purple said earlier until we see more tournaments more data on which teams are doing well and such um we won't know for sure but i, I just feel like i mean i was never really very good at the passing play anyway <laughs> but, but i think it's just it's just become a bit too difficult with specific players um so specific teams are very so like skaven very good at the quick scoring the running just running down the pitch going for it scoring getting lots of touchdowns but they don't do very well at bash now that the passing play is is gone that has been taken away from them so they've got to become they have had to adapt to but it, it then becomes well how do they if they get in a tight spot they can't yeah. get out of it through the passing play what are they going to do they can't bash through an orc team no. especially if they're down to five six rats so i i feel in some ways it has actually become more restrictive mm. um I don't know. Yeah, I mean, good points. I mean, I, I do want to just balance it slightly by saying Skaven throwers did get slightly better at throwing the ball. Yeah. But of course, but the gutters got it, a lot worse. So If the thrower gets taken off the pitch turn one, yeah, yeah. And they and can't of... do anything about it. Like having one particular player who is good at that skill is fine. But if there's nothing else that they can do. Yeah. If their play is removed, then how balanced is it? If they can you don't go... feel fumble ruski's the answer. <laughs> oh, I love I love the idea of fumble ruski, but you have to get to that point. You have to get to fumble ruski. That's the problem, don't you? You have to yeah, get the SVP true, yeah. to get to fumble ruski. So yeah. yeah, that's I that's what I'm worried about with um with the change in in, in rules. And of course, it's a passing skill, so it's a secondary for gutter runners. Mm. Yeah. Tree, so it's 40 stand? TV to be able to put the ball on the ground. I, I'm not sure about that. Tree. Yeah, where, I don't where know. Where are you like... rooted on this? Wait. <laughs> where am I rooted? <laughs> <laughs> See what you did. 
um, I um, you know, because I I play like what I have been playing mostly on my streams since I started streaming, and what I suppose people know me a bit of playing for is mostly Wood Elves. Mm-hmm. And like in my mind, there's like there's no question like Wood Elves are, are way worse. And I, I don't have a big problem with that because like that's fine if you just want to change the matter, like have different teams be better. That's all fine. Um, I I I do find it a bit sad that. I know that people are going to say, oh, well, it's now more people can throw on a two plus, but I, I do feel like the passing game is not going to be like as prominent as a style. And I don't think it's completely gone. So like I said, that I played a one really good coach in our, in our local tabletop league who's playing pro elves. And I mean, that's the only game I've lost so far. He's the same coach though, who won our league last season playing Nurgle. So he's just a really good coach. So I'm sure right. like good coaches are still going to be good coaches. Yeah. Um, but I think, um, the one thing that really like bummed me out a little bit, actually, like with the passing stuff, weirdly, like because I'm playing Underworld, I think what bummed me out was when I was looking at my Underworld thrower, and I guess they're a special case because they've got mutations. But I was looking down all the skill tables, and I thought, I'm literally not going to take any passing skill, even if I develop this thrower all the way to its top level. There's none of these yeah. passing skills that I think are more worth taking than the other skills, and that makes me think you haven't made them good enough. Like if that's mm. how I feel about them. Are we discounting leader because you know? Yeah, I guess. Really well. <laughs> but like, yeah, I just felt like there was other stuff that would be better. Leader, like, yeah, but that's kind of not really a passing skill. I know it's yeah, a passing skill. Yeah, yeah, it just it's like, in yeah. the passing skill category, but it's not a passing skill, obviously. No. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think you're right when they split. You know, safe throw into three skills. For goodness' sake, I just thought, well, it wasn't particularly good as one. Mm. Yeah, I mean, exactly. I like. I didn't feel like anyone used to complain that accurate was overpowered, even. And <laughs> now it's two skills. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I'll, I'll come in on this, Mark. I yeah, I wanted to answer yes to your question. Uh, yep. Yes, slightly, because of all the new skills um, and because new races. But actually, listening to Dizzy and, and Tree, I'm I'm wrong. It's it's a mild no, isn't it? And then we've lost break tackle, which a lot of teams use to create more mobility. Um, we're going to see a lot less passing, not more, which wasn't what we were sold at the original. You know, we're going to redesign the rules and make passing back. Well, you didn't manage that then. No. Okay. Um, so I think if anything, we, we're going to see a slight contraction in it. But also my biggest worry is that I really hope the Blood Bowl 2020 rules were going to bring new players in um, because we're all getting old. Um, and you just don't see enough 20-somethings playing Blood Bowl. And I just think, you know, as we've been discussing all podcasts, there's so much in there that isn't new player friendly that I really worry we're not going to do that. But it does seem to me like there's more people coming to it. Like, I feel like there are more people interested in Blood Bowl at the moment. Our league locally has got a bit bigger. Okay, well, good. I think on Fumble, what we've seen so far is a lot of people back to try the new rules. Look at the popularity of tournaments. In terms yeah, of table true. Yeah. tournament, true, true. Um, As so just I... building, just building on uh, on this. What do you think, Mark? Well, you have a right to an opinion. I, I'm just, I'm just devil's advocate tonight. I, I, <laughs> in my opinion, I do think it's expanded it a little bit. But I just want to bring into conversation this. I know we touched on it earlier with a few moans and groans, but there was a, a thing on Facebook from the Chaos Cup that basically out of the 110 teams that were at the chaos cup in the state oh, only God, eight <laughs> were agile teams yeah so in terms of has it expanded the game maybe the question is has it killed elves or well, and skaven 
to a certain uh, well I've so when I played in Waterbowl and when I played in Sin City I took Dark Elves both times mm-hmm. slightly different builds but I did take Dark Elves and I just found it so tricky to sort of do much with them um i mean my first game was against dwarves my third game was against chaos dwarves and then i ended against lizards so it wasn't exactly yeah. like the uh the the best um and, and you know star players being like that was the first tournament i think i don't know if it was the first one with 2020 rules but it's the first one i'd gone to and so i think a lot of people were very excited about lots of new things and so star players were a massive thing new especially talks. Yeah, Hackflem and Morg yeah. uh, and Deeproot were, were prevalent at that, that one. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I just found it impossible to kind of do much as as a Dark Elf team. I managed to hold my own most of the time, and I won against um, Halflings and Amazons and drew to Wood Elves. So it was very much, and the Amazon win was a very lucky win. I don't think I actually deserved that win at all, but um, it was, yeah, it was a very different, um, it wasn't a different experience in the sense that, like, it, you know, it was just that some things I couldn't, like, dump off was a rule we, did, we, we forgot once or twice, but I couldn't do it the same, or, you know, I couldn't... Um, it the hack flame was just impossible to kind of deal with and things like that mm. it was and yeah it just felt very why am i not playing a bash team and then i did the same thing again at sin city i was like i'll take my dark elf team again <laughs> took a took a star player with me this time no i didn't help she didn't do anything so it was like it the uh the the feeling of 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 being elves was just like i can't do anything i might as well just go bash and so that's one of the reasons, other than I wanted to try and give a give undead a go, that I um, that I you know I've I've done I've taken undead for the the uh, tabletop league that I'm in. Mm. Dizzy and Tree, let me ask you a question: When mm. you're preparing a team for the next tournament, do you do that thing that I do and go, which team should I take? Oh, which one's painted? <laughs> Um, I think I I rush painted um, my undead for the for the league Um, but for the tournament I had just been given a really really nice dark elf team and I was like I want um, I want to use them at least once yeah so uh, yeah (laughs) my first thought is usually how hard have they worked to stop me bringing dwarves in this rule set (laughs) (laughs) what about you tree in the uh elves being called what do you think um like honestly when it comes player? to taking teams to tournaments like i um i have a few teams now i suppose i started off with with one and i've got more but um i i'm a super lazy painter and so i've got a friend locally who i think is an amazing painter who i've had paint my teams and usually yes if i've just i haven't done that many real life tournaments i've done three the first one I borrowed a team and the next two it was like, oh, I've just had Lola paint this team. I'm so excited to like put them on the tabletop. Yeah, I'm yeah. going to work out a way to make that team like the team I want to bring. Yes, I, I've put my beautiful Chaos Dwarves into more tournaments than I ab- ever should have done because they never get a decent rule set or pack. Um, but they're just so beautiful and I love playing with them. Mm. Now, I've just dropped in our, our collective chat the, uh, the latest um, 
graph from Mike Davis, uh, also known as San0638. While you peruse uh, that, I'm a, just going to go and get a drink. And uh, talking about elves, looking at the tournaments, this is up to the end of September. This has all the NAF registered tournament data on it. Uh, all four elf teams are cruising above 50%, but dark elves mm. only just. Mm. Wood elves up at about 52 Elven Union about 53. And the surprise of the lot is High Elves, who are at about 56%. Uh, but High Elves have only got about 170 games played, uh, whereas Dark Elves are up at the 500 mark. Yeah. Uh, so, like, it, it's interesting, who would be isn't the it? star? Because it seems like tournaments are really <laughs> driven by the stars. Like, who's the High Elf yeah. star? I genuinely don't know. Like, that's, that's a genuine question. Um, I, Morg? Look, Maybe. Yes, I mean, I, you can you can take Morgan anyone, can't you? He plays for just about anyone you want. I do it. Um, having a look through, I don't know because it, it is so. The problem with that data is that it doesn't um, spin out what is, um, you know, what were tournaments with stars and what were tournaments without stars, which seems to be right. a huge. What people are doing nowadays. I'm not mm. sure if. Have there been any tournaments without stars? I know that NAF championships, I think, and is it UKTC, are not allowing star players, but have there yeah. been any others that have, have stopped them? I, I think there's some that have done, if you're stunty, if you're a stunty mm. race, you can have star players. Mm. I mean, elves have got people like Gloriel, the Valen twins, haven't they? There are stars just available to them. Um, mm. But yes, they can also take. You know, and Eldril is has, has made it through. Oh, Eldril, it? yeah, Eldril's um, good. So there are there are some stars around, but it, it's also and this is another thing. We're still using the tiering. It would seem a lot of the times from Blood Bowl yeah. twenty sixteen. Um, so and, and just looking at where teams so are landing, the, the difference is is night and day. Some of the teams need to be radically rethought in terms of how strong we think they are and what sort of a rule pack they get. Yeah, I mean, and poor also, goblins are getting utterly slaughtered. Yeah, I mean, also you've got it with any. Didn't goblins data, always get slaughtered? Yeah, <laughs> but with any data, there's an element of context, isn't there? Yeah, I mean, you mm. don't know, like the goblin coaches, and this is no disrespect to goblin coaches. I also coach goblins. Uh, relatively successfully in the last couple of seasons. This sounds a lot seasons. like someone that says, "I don't want to sound racist, but <laughs> so where, where are you going here?" But a lot, you know, it's, I'm just going to take goblins because they're fun, you know. And a lot of goblin players don't want to be that competitive. Sometimes they just like to I, maim. But they oh, got I rid of Hail Mary bomber, which was fun. Yeah, the yeah. The, the dive bomber's beautiful, beautiful automatic three spaces on top of the six, and then you know. It was wonderful, and they decided it was now D3. So Doom Divers are dead. But in replacement, you get a, a dirty player rostered, which you can throw Sneaky Git on. True. Um, mm. so I just don't quite understand how it's that low. But is there an um, element of My theory is that some of the better Goblin coaches have gone Snotling instead. Yeah, but yeah, I also the think there's an game. element, PC, of people that have played Goblins a lot in the 2016 rule set and gone, yeah, I did all right there. I'm going to come in. And actually, they're a very different team to play in the 2020 rule set. Yeah. Mm. Very different. Halflings can be very powerful now. Especially when you get, you know, Morg and Griff or whatever you want mm. on your team. Well, interestingly, I mean, Flings were rocking about a 53% um, 
when the data was only going up till the end of the summer. But with one more month of tournaments, they've now dipped back under the 50%. So lots of people clearly thought flings were doing great. Um, yeah. And they, they're slightly tailing off now that people... I wonder if that's down. to do with Sin City at all. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. With the I mean, two one, one big tournament like that can really change at this point. The, the data is so early, isn't it, that it's it's just way too soon to be taking some of these decisions yeah. as to what's where. But it's it's certainly very interesting. The, the standout, of course, is as it's always been, is the underwhelm. Uh, I need to rename because they're clocking in about a 63% win rate in tournaments. I mean, they're way above, aren't they? Yeah, massively. it's not like close. No. <laughs> it's not like it's just not close. I mean, they to me, ahead. they need to lose the Notling. I, yeah. I actually, I actually agree that that's what makes them so good. Like playing them in in our local league, like I couldn't believe how much difference that swarming makes. Mm. Swarming is incredible. Like getting fourteen players on some drives, even if there's Notlings, they're amazing. Yeah. And they go yeah. over one or two plus, and they cancel assists. They're so useful. Yes, I mean, as, as the lovely Melmere has uh, has terrifying people with his snotlings. Uh, I mean, sort of, I think the first 15 games he played with them, he got something like a 12-1-2 record. Uh, yeah, because people crazy. just weren't expecting the sorts of things that snotlings can do and where they mm. can go and how much that, they can assist anything, block anything, cancel anything, because they go everywhere on a 1-in-36. That's surprisingly... Uh robust um i know somebody who before even the 2020 rules came out used to take uh ogreless ogre teams so we just oh, wow. would have a team of of noblars and he did this um they did this uh repeatedly for seven seasons both on tabletop and on blood ball two wow That's so fun that and the thing is they they got it? They got good. They got yeah. good at that team. And then when they played like a normal team like Amazons, everyone was like, hang on, wait, you're actually good at this game. It's like, yeah, he's been playing Noblars <laughs> for seven seasons. You're just not expecting him. Uh, you've just not experienced them playing a proper team. I think especially uh, at low TV, sidestep with that, you know, when you've got teams that don't have mm -hmm. access to block um, and you've got little characters with dodge uh, and sidestep swarm them around the ball that's an issue well imagine what someone like um the lovely kefo or andy davo could do with a lot of little players that can go just about anywhere surfing. on a one in 36 the amount yeah. of surfing and chain pushing and interesting angles and shapes you can you can make um it, it's going to be crazy so people i don't think are even yet quite understanding just how good underworld could be i expect that if anything to go slightly upwards uh, when people get more of a hang on what snotlings can really do. Um, mm. And, of course, that gutter runner, I mean, I said it when the change happened, the accidental genius of sprue-based design. Because <laughs> Games Workshop didn't look at it and go, oh, how do we make Underworld? How do we make it cheap for us to produce and make money? And they said, well, let's put one sprue of goblins in and one sprue of rats. What does that mean? And then that's the team we've ended up with. So it's completely accidental design. Um, but it's so much more interesting than Underworld were before. And I, so at the moment, so powerful. And I, I haven't really played the new Underworld with the Swarming, but I've always been a fan of Underworld. I've always liked Underworld and played over 100 games on Fumble with them, possibly two. And now Creek's back. And Creek's back. Yeah, let's talk about Creek. Oh, I quite like not. the model in an interesting way. 
if you haven't seen it. Do you? I think it's terrible. So yeah, there we are. Oh, let's I like have a it. Debate. Apart from the big like <laughs> thumbs up, big hand. I'm not sure. Well, let's about. let's let's invite our guests. Have you seen the new Creek? Mon- I've yeah. seen it. Yeah. What's your thoughts? I don't think I like studied it. Like I've I've seen it, and like I I thought, yeah, okay, it's a Creek model. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, I just think it's been maybe it's the way it's been painted. It just looks like a cartoon, rather than a sort of dangerous yeah. psychopath with a board and chain. They're going quite cartoony though, aren't yeah. they? Because like the the um, necromantic yeah, with absolutely. the sort of ghost sheets are quite cartoony. Yeah, that's my other least favourite Blood Bowl picture right now. I, I one of the things I want, and please drop this in the podcast channel on Fumble if you've done it already. I want to see someone paint a wraith that looks like a wraith, not like Casper the Friendly Ghost. Well, it might look like a. Exactly like Casper the Friendly Ghost, I'm not going to lie. Well, you, you've got exactly the thing I think is terrible, Mark. Stop painting Casper the Friendly Ghost and paint a wraith. It's like, how do you paint it? It's Take wide. the Nazgul it's from Lord sheet. of the Rings as your inspiration and build me a wraith that looks the, frightening. The problem is, with that model, and not making it look like a sheet, is that at the bottom, it's attached to a clothesline. I was going to say, are there socks? Yeah, there's socks, socks with clothes pegs. Right, so you've got two werewolves, you've got two flesh golems, and then you've got my dad from 1974 in a big white sheet. It, it's not. <laughs> <sighs> oh. I, I, yeah, not for me. Not for me. I like them. I, I liked painting those. They were good fun. They were easy. Just white and a bit of wash. Yeah, and then a bit just of put them in a big white it. sheet. <laughs> can, can I say, though, this is one of the things I really like about Blood Bowl. And like, I think I was really taken with when I first went to a tabletop tournament is people have such different aesthetics. Like, people have like such completely different ideas of like how they imagine their teams. And I, I really appreciate that that's welcomed, that it's not like people yeah. um, get like, oh no, you have to have this kind of miniature and it has to look a certain way. Like, going to a Blood Bowl tournament is fun because you get people with completely different stuff singing opposite you. And that's cool. Well, that's okay. brought us on to a, a, a favorite theme. Of- so I'm going to ask you both, Dizzy and if you turn up to a tournament and you sit down and the person opposite you has a Lego Blood Bowl team, is that is that cool with you? I love it. I love yeah. it. I'm, I'm not against that. I'd, I'd much rather like a colourful Lego team than a completely unpainted set of minis. Unpainted minis yeah. do make me a bit mad. But where, yeah. do, where I, do you draw I, I had to line? face one under lights on a televised by Warhammer. I mean, so, you know, eight people watching. Uh, but I had to face an unpainted team. And it, it did. Make it much harder for me, it I does, think. yeah. But where do you draw the line on... Uh, this is an interesting conversation, actually, I think. Where do you draw the line on uh, on models and what's acceptable? Because there are some... I, I think Lego's fine, actually. I think, it, unless everyone was playing with Lego, then it just becomes a bit weird. I'll yeah. tell you what I don't like, and this is an, probably an unpopular opinion, but that it's the... Oh, it's the ones that are like little tiny pigs that could be like anything. And they're, oh, because, the Griebo oh, cutie mouse. Yeah, I, I just don't like them. <laughs> I think that I love, I, I draw the line at if I can't tell the difference between the positionals, then mm. that's a problem. If I can't, you know, like you can tell me what they are, but that those I can, if I can look down and clearly after you've told me, I can clearly go, okay, those are this. Those are this model. Those are that position or whatever. But in terms of like what it actually is, whatever you like and whatever's your style, I'm cool with. And I I really like the cuticles. I think no, they're adorable. I just, I, I, <laughs> that's where I draw mine. It's a bit like I'm okay. just you know next time I'm just going to get some different size rocks and glue them to bases. <laughs> I'm not 
I mean, I have played, say, I've talked about this before, I've played a team of Kemri that was different sized forks. Um, <laughs> actually, I thought that was so cool and different. I was fine. I, I'm, I'm a little bit with Mark on the, the cutimals and also oh, the chibli. <laughs> I don't want heads 18 times the size of the rest of the figure. I'll, I'll put up with the cutimals if we could just ban chibli figures, if you know chibli, what I mean, I with those huge, horrible heads. So imagine a normal-sized miniature, but make the head 15 times the size. Hmm. And that's basically, I think the things are all called chibli. I might be saying that wrong. I'm pretending I know something I don't really. Um, that's one of my lines. The other one we've talked about before, but um, if you decorated oh, your team to look like you... space Nazis, I, I don't want to play them. Do you mean chibi? Chibi, that's it, yeah. Chibi. Yeah. Yes. See, I knew I was getting it wrong. I'm too old for <laughs> young person reference. <laughs> I'm still um, not getting it. So my, so my hard line is to, uh, yeah, my absolute hard line is is don't don't paint your blood bowl team as space Nazis, please. Oh well, yeah, yeah. that seems like it's a good rule. So here, here's a question then, because PC and I have always had a bit of a thing about uh, very provocative Amazon models and things like that. Um, in terms of, I mean, how do I put it? What's the best way to put it, PC? Well, I mean, the, I wrote a blog sort of about 12 years ago, didn't I, first, called Amazons in Underwear, stating that I thought it was just ridiculous in the modern age that every time everyone has a team of Amazons, they choose, this was choosing images on Fumble for them, and they choose images of women in underwear. And I just think we should all get over that, and that if we're going to have a female-based Blood Bowl team, we should look at them as athletes playing a tough game, give them armor, and I'm not interested in semi-naked models. And it's I not. Think... The easy answer is I've got a wife and a daughter, but I've also got a son, and I don't want him growing up seeing those images either, frankly, or me. I think uh, my my stance with, with that sort of thing is if there was more than one female team, then it would be fine, because you've got the Norse team for the males, so... Every you've got all the blood ball teams who are like fully armored and everything. Then you've got the Norse team, which um, tend to be like a, a little less clothed, like the Amazons are. And so, if there were more female teams that were properly armored, then the Amazon team I wouldn't have an issue with. The fact that it is the only female team mm. yeah. and that is the representation of it exactly. is what I have an issue with. Um, and you know, that's when either add in more female teams, whether that is female versions of already existing teams, or it is brand new female teams, then um, just one of those options, I would be happy to say, okay, yep, um, the Amazons can stay as they are, otherwise give them better, better armor, better coverage. I mean, one thing I always like talking up is Exit 32, Zenobian, uh, but also there's the um, Exit, Exit 23. Exit yeah. 23 and the Zenobian Zenith, which is my favourite. But there's also the Nuke Girls, aren't there, which mm. is not dissimilar. So if you're looking for a tabletop team of fully clothed Amazons that look like they are brutal and would play an aggressive, <laughs> futuristic game, those are the two sets of minis I particularly like. Or if you want other teams that are female... Um, then Succubus Studios does vampires, dark elves. They do an Amazon team. Oh gosh, they do loads. But I've got the dark elf team, and I absolutely love it. And it's a fully female dark elf team. Um, and that's what I want more of. I want more of other teams that are female as well. Isn't it like yeah, um, 
There is a female like, dwarf team out there, by the way. Yeah. Isn't yeah. that that one you have to see, like, the, the two witch elves are guys? Yeah, so you oh, can. See, that's uh, so cool. the, I like that. They are, yeah, you've got warlocks yeah, like for, the, um, yeah. for the witch elves. Um, but you can um, also buy um, witch witch queens um so you can substitute the warlocks for witch queens if you prefer that's cool, cool. so it can still be fully female or you can yep. go um all the positional female except the uh, just just gender swap um so yeah. that the witch elves are male or warlocks instead yeah well coming back to it that that what are they chibis Chibis. Chibis. Which, which yeah, we've now had like, some pictures just, yet of. ridiculous. Yeah, they're just too big. They're like, the heads are way too big. <laughs> like, if I'm if yeah. I'm coming to a tabletop tournament and you sit in front of me and you say, right, I've got an undead team and you get out some un- really cute penguins, then <laughs> I'm just... Then that's I'm... glorious. I love that. I'm yeah. sorry, but I, I do love 18 that. 18 times like... the size of the rest of their bodies. Yeah, I just don't I... get it. I like chibi. I like chibi things, chibi content. There's, and it's not just like Blood Bowl or, or you know, or miniatures that it is a thing. Um, often shows, particularly animated shows yeah. of a Japanese nature, um, because they're not always Japanese. They are sometimes American, um, but they often get like a chibi short, animated shorts and things like that. So it's it's um it's prevalent in lots of different areas of nerd culture it's not just uh amazing yes, thing. but um but i i don't mind like whatever you want to to bring to the table as your team as long as you're happy with that team then that's great like let's play the game but okay so as long as long as i can go i've got 12 bottle caps with a letter printed on each Okay. If there are blitz saying, or alignment. That's we... fine. I can tell what's what. That's <laughs> don't, fine. Don't get me wrong. I've, I've got <laughs> no honest. issue with what you bring to the table as long as you don't mind me bringing my different size rocks with googly eyes stuck on it. <laughs> oh my god! Yes. <laughs> I would. Love. I think there is a team like that somewhere. That. Like, uh, like as long as, like, like I say, as long as I can tell which is what positional, I'm more yeah. than happy to play against your bottle caps and googly-eyed rocks. Well, I think be... that's one of the nice things about Blood Bowl. Like, it's this sort of super expensive hobby if you want it to be, but also like if yeah. if you want to just like mark things on a sheet of paper and cut them out, as long as you can see what they are, you can still play the game. It's nice. Yeah. yeah. Well. Those that of us that are hardcore, like store, <laughs> shout out to store. You know, if you go onto Fumble, you can actually play with abstract icons. <gasps> so you don't, what you get is circles with letters on, is what you so get. Rather your bottle than cap dream can come true, but you have to do it for both sides. I feel like I should stress that, like, the bottle cap dream is not my dream. I just like to <laughs> I like the minis. you into like, that dream now. I, I have I have minis that I like. I think with those chibi ones or whatever, like, I would I would prefer that to a bottle cap because I would feel like if someone sat down with those minis, I wouldn't know what they're about, but I would ask yeah. them about it. And if they're excited to tell me about it, that'd be fun. Like, I like hearing okay, people yeah. who are excited about what, they've, what they're doing. Like, oh, yeah. this is, like, these things that I'm really passionate about. Like, that's cool. Right, so I've got a question. I don't know how near yeah. the end we are. But no, we I, I can go. It's... I mean, we've done an hour and 15. It's not like we're... Yeah, I wanted to throw this. Um, how, if it's possible, do we get you two onto Fumble? Yes. <laughs> what's, what's, what's the missing thing? Because you both play Blood Bowl, you both play mm-hmm. it in real life, you play it elsewhere. Why not Fumble yet? Um, so I have played a bit of Fumble. Um, and honestly, for me, it's it's 
just like the size of it. Like I don't want yeah. to be squinting when I'm playing basketball. And I, I feel really like rude saying it because I appreciate the fumble is not backed by a studio. It's just people who have put all their time into it and their free time. And so I feel like it's really entitled asking people to make it look nicer. But I just, I, I really found it just tiring. Like it, okay. it wore me out squinting at the screen. That's fair enough. I mean, there was, I, you, you I don't know if people know this, but prior to everything going into the let's make the Blood Bowl 2020 rules work, all the effort prior to that was on the development of a new Unity client, yeah, which would definitely. be full screenable. Mm. Um, well, and I'm, I'm, I'm hoping development work goes back into that eventually. But it, also, you know, we're asking a lot of a few volunteers. Yeah. There. yeah. There's, there's a couple of forums, Tree, that talk about making the client bigger, especially if you've got a high resolution um, monitor or whatever else. Um, which is great for playing, of... but it's not so good for streaming, Mark, because yeah. you know, no, the minute I, I change all of my settings to get the, the fumble big, then all of my OBS settings are changed too. Yeah, no, I understand mm. that. Yeah, no, I get that. That's fair enough. Dizzy, is there a barrier that we can help you with? Um, I mean, for me, I've just, I, I've just not really looked into it. Um, I had heard um, about Fumble and had been told that, you know, graphically it wasn't very good. I wasn't sure quite what the situation was with it because I, I hadn't really looked into it. And then, yeah, I just, I just kind, I don't actually play a huge amount of Blood Bowl. <laughs> I, I've only been playing more Blood Bowl on Blood Bowl 2 because people have been coming to my streams and, and because I've been streaming so much and I only but I only play it when I'm streaming right. so I don't really outside of it I don't really play a huge amount and I don't look into like you know teams and, and what I'm going to be doing um so it's just something I'd never really considered or looked into and I wasn't sure where to look if I did want to anyway so I'm, I'm sorry to, to put you both on the spot like that but... yeah well feel free to <laughs> hit me and PC up if you want a game and just talk you through the client and stuff but I, I've said it before, right? And uh, the, one of the reasons I started the Fumble podcast is because I kind of wanted to give back a little bit because Fumble pretty much saved my life back in the day. I mean, we're talking... How long have I been playing now? When did I join? 2013. So, what's that? Eight years? Yeah, just eight and a half years. And it's a long story. I'm not going to bore you with it. But um, if you are out there and you love Blood Bowl and you want to play a bit of the BB2020 rules, it's a bit of a shameless plug now, isn't it? I've turned it from a really <laughs> nice story into a shameless plug. Um, just drop on to uh, Fumble, F-U-M-B-B-L dot com. Um, I wouldn't have met PC if I hadn't been on Fumble. We wouldn't have developed this amazing relationship. I know. Um, and we've met in person, haven't we? And yeah, yeah, and if you're brand new to the Blood Bowl or even right. just new to the Fumble client, uh, ask for an invite to the 1-5, uh, which is where we help people new to Blood Bowl or new to the Fumble client just adjust. You broke up their PC, it. so I'm going to repeat it. 1-4-5 club. 1-4-5 club. Yeah. Um, and the scene's really kicking off there now. You know, tournaments are starting to be thought about how we're going to do those. The competitive division is up and running. You can play the 2020 rules. All the skills are there. All the races are there. Um, come join in. Yeah. Well, I think I think well, we've talked about it for an hour and twenty minutes now. We so have. I think we're about time to wrap it up. I mean, I don't know, I don't know, uh, Dizzy and Tree, how long your podcast is <laughs> usually. Um, ours is usually about an hour and a quarter. Um, 
We've Obama. actually done one so far, so usually it's one every <laughs> Yeah, that's what it's averaging. <laughs> so it tell, is, tell yeah. us all about it. I mean, feel free to plug it, and uh, we'll put a link in the podcast as well. Yeah, um, so it's called the Hey Listen podcast, um, and it's a bunch of us uh, girls who met through Blood Bowl, uh, through playing on Blood Bowl 2, and I think. In fact, we actually all met through Twitch, so it's um, mm-hmm. it's been uh, it's a mixture of of, of, of Twitch and Blood Bowl um, people, and it's uh, like myself and Tree, and then uh, Cauliflower, and seriously, I am a draft. Uh, so uh, she also streams on Twitch, so definitely go check her stream out. Um, not I'm... actually a giraffe, <laughs> <laughs> and not actually a cauliflower. Just point that out. Although her, uh, she has appeared on stream as a cauliflower, so um, that's, that's well, still Well, I've appeared on stream as a cabbage, so <laughs> maybe we should uh, do a joint thing. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's primarily um, a gaming podcast more than a Blood Bowl podcast, um, but we do talk about Blood Bowl quite a bit as well. Um, Tree, do you want to add anything else? Uh, no, it's, just, it's, yeah, it's funny, like... Um just talking about um like blood bowl saving your life whatever and i was thinking like god i i had i think saving life would probably be over dramatizing but i do think in the last like year and a half like Mm. which was often quite rubbish living in the uk anyway um being stuck at home a lot i do think like the twitch community and the sort of friends i've made like dizzy and now you guys um they're really important actually like yeah really really sort of um it's funny how like a stupid online elves and orcs game can yeah. actually be like really valuable in the mm. right circumstance yeah yeah i think there's I, a I lot completely of completely agree uh, there's a lot of people who you know i i've met in like just a, not even a year like the past six months um that and like I say, I did not start out as a blood bowl streamer in the slightest. But it, it was the game that took me to affiliate. It's the game that I've, you know, had regular people coming in, um, and the community that I've built or that I've you know joined in on has been incredible. And I've you know gone from not really being involved in Blood Bowl and not really knowing like what I'm doing with it to suddenly I'm a Blood Bowl streamer and it's like how did this happen? <laughs> <laughs> like when I say I've not been playing for very long, I genuinely mean I've been playing. I would say like my cumulative time of playing Blood Bowl. This is Blood Bowl two and tabletop is about a year and a half. Like I've not, <laughs> it's mm. it's not been long. Um, so I've got a question for you, Dizzy, on that subject. Yeah. Are you in the Derby League? Yes. Ah, so our good friend Jay Bone. Yes, Jay Bone. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, the lovely Jay Bone. Which um, I believe that league is becoming one of the biggest in the UK. It is, yeah. So um, I was. Cause my question was, I don't know whether we'd have crossed paths because I was in the Derby League. Um, only being from Nottinghamshire, so it's only a little trip across the border. Mm. Um, but my last season was just before COVID. So I played in the season before that. I came in halfway through and I'd only been playing for two months. 
I wonder and, if we've been in the same room at the same time and not even realised. Quite possibly, yeah. So I start. So I, do you want me to tell you like my blah bubble journey? Because yeah, it. it's yeah, quite short. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so in 2019, um, my partner Day Day, who you'll probably, if you're on my stream, you'll have seen him. Um, he he plays Blood Bowl and I used to go and he worked in a gaming shop and would run the league there and play games and I'd go and watch and just be like what is this strange game that you're playing that's taking hours like I don't understand what's going on and I'd be sitting there waiting for him to finish to bored out of my mind and I just kind of went well I can either sit here continue to be bored or I can learn to play yeah um oh, and I I can join him so I did I I, I started to learn how to play and uh joined the derby league joined um an online league um and just started to immerse myself in in it um but then um i was in my final year of university things was getting on top of me so i was like okay i'm gonna take a break and i stopped for at least seven months which is why i say my cumulative time is a year and a half even though i started in like 2019 it's like roughly about that time and then it was last summer two drunk flings uh had a little mini backyard in the middle of the, the lockdown when we were allowed like that, that it was like at that point where we could go into people's back gardens yeah. but nothing else um and so yeah they had like a little back garden league that i went and it was the first time i played in ages um and they then invited me to be on their podcast and then um i started playing halflings in the online league that i was in and yeah and then um that christmas was when i got um i got a new laptop and so started playing blood bowl 2 on my laptop and streaming it um and before that i hadn't been streaming streaming any blood bowl at all and then, yeah, I, I got to now where I'm just streaming Blood yeah, Bowl all the time. On so the not... podcast, it's like <laughs> follow-up question. Um, <laughs> right now, then, mm -hmm. who's better, you or Day Day? Ooh. Ooh. Um, so Ooh. I've only beaten him. <laughs> that is a very good question. I think he is slightly better due to experience, but... I have managed to beat him once uh, out yeah. of the three times we've four four times we've played. Do you have greater acceleration and anticipate passing him in the near future? Then <laughs> I should hope so. Hearing? Yeah, yeah. <gasps> well, he he won the last the last game he won. I was very upset with him because he he pulled off a seventeen percent play, and <laughs> it was utterly ridiculous and i'm very annoyed at him for it. Um, <laughs> but no, um, yeah, it's. I'm I'm getting close. I'm getting closer and closer each time we play to beating him. Um, and each time we do play, everyone uh, jokes that it's the battle of the sofa because either way he's going to be sleeping on it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Just, I'm quite glad my partner doesn't play. Yeah, my, my wife won't have anything to do with it. She won't play me at risk. There's a risk set in our house that hasn't been touched for a decade. I love risk. <laughs> Oh, risk, I'm, yeah. risk. I'm going to have to come down to you, I think, Dave. I we're we're going to have to have a games night, aren't we? Now, one thing I do want to talk up, we haven't mentioned it. We have, I have got a new project, um, and depending how quickly this hits the, uh, hits the podcast, it, either on the 10th of the 10th or again on the 24th of the 10th at 9 p.m. UK time on my Twitch channel, and then afterwards, hopefully, on the YouTubes. I now have a YouTube channel. 
uh, and also we're hoping to get them out as podcasts. There is a new podcast concept. Uh, Mark was on the first one and will be you know, dropping in regularly, but all sorts of people from all over Blood Bowl are coming in. I, I've called on it One World, one, one Blood Bowl. Yes, you're on the second one. Yeah, just check One it. World, <laughs> One Blood Bowl. And it's covering everything from uh, not just you know Blood Bowl, uh, from Fumble and Blood Bowl 2 and Tabletop and Leagues Painting. and Painters and yeah. people that just like dice. All of it. Um, and also all nations. I want to try and get as diverse voices into that as possible. Very different to this one. The idea is a live event, that it happens live. People just chatting, seeing whatever crops up, whatever the people in the Twitch stream want to talk about. We'll talk about that too. Yeah, and you get to see um, us on camera as well. Yeah, and all on camera live, like when we did the, the special live New Year's Eve. We're going to be trying to do those. I'm going to try and do those once every sort of couple of weeks. Uh, and the next one is the second episode two will be coming out this um, this Sunday at the 10th at 9 p.m. UK, and then again on the 24th of October at 9 p.m. UK, Excellent. and then hopefully sort of every couple of weeks after that. That would be good. I can't do a live New Year's Eve football podcast this year because I'm going to be in Scotland. Ah, I'm going to be at Glencoe having a hogmanay. Ah, we. I can't do accents. So I'm not going to. Oh, we. Brilliant. <laughs> uh, well, the rest of development will tell you I can't either. But okay, the new and all of that. Sorry, AD. Hawkman. Well, wherever you are, I... well, uh, we need to get in touch with you, AD, because I know you're you're about. He's about again, yeah, but he's yeah. doing a lot of hiking, a lot of being outdoors, yeah, so... and just. A bit like know, he's moved back to swimming. Scotland, really enjoying and loving his the land of his birth. Yeah, we'll get him back on the next one. Definitely. definitely. It was a bit of a bit of an impromptu night because you three were all in the same place anyway. So I was just like, right, let's do this. Let's grab them and put a mic in front of them. Yeah, exactly. Right. Well, it's been a pleasure as always. It has. Been it's fun. been an hour and a half, yeah. and uh, we really appreciate you both coming on. Um, just it's no just props. been nice my, to my dog. My dog has definitely decided it's the end time. He keeps being like, it's bedtime. <laughs> He's like. He's jumping yeah. up at me, being like, yeah, "We're my... done. Why are we not in bed?" Yeah, I got a, I got a kiss goodnight from my partner half an hour ago. So yeah, it's I'm, I'm, quite, I'm quite surprised we've not heard guinea pigs on, on my end yet. Um, they've been quite quite good today. Although one of them did scare me with their food bowl. So what noise, <laughs> do, what noise do guinea pigs make? They squeak. They make loud squeaking noises. It's like an amazing squeak. Mice. It almost sounds it is, like yeah. an alarm. Like it's a really like I don't know how to explain it. It's not like a mouse squeak. It like comes from inside them or something. So yes. you know what? And this is talking about alarms. This, <laughs> this is a really random story. It's not very interesting, but I'm going to tell you anyway. I spent about twenty minutes last night. So I have three alarms in the morning: six, six ten, and six twenty. I spent ages setting songs for each one, different songs for each alarm. Um. And when they went off this morning, it was just the beep, beep, beep. I was so disappointed. Oh, no. I could have cried. It was horrible. <laughs> anyway, that was a really boring and irrelevant story. But there we go. That's a good place to end it. Cracking bit of content there, Mark. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> you can see why I'm I like the Mark really sold really well. it, though. I, I like that he really, you know, made everyone yeah. want to hear the story. I was invested. Here's a boring story. <laughs> Here's a boring story that has no relevance to anything, but I'm telling it anyway. Um, well, thank you, Dizzy Best, as well. So it's been lovely to have you both on. PC, as always, my friend. We'll speak to each other uh, again very wouldn't soon. Wouldn't be anywhere else, Mark. Wouldn't be anywhere else. So thank I you look for forward to doing to the... another one this Sunday. Yeah, definitely. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Uh, number 48. We're so close wow. to 50. Well, with a few specials, we are over 50. We technically named yeah. them all. I don't count the specials. No. One, of them, one of them had the sage on. That's nothing against the sage, by the way. <laughs> 
Oh dear. Only the sage. I've just had. Oh, just making had a few friends and influencing people. <laughs> and Krista as well. Um, and we've had a few specials. This just reminded me of something we want to talk about in the next podcast, but the weekend that can wait. Anyway. Yep. Thank you for listening, everybody. I hope you will keep yourself safe. And Dave, as you always say, something about dice, isn't it? Night, night. No. Thanks for listening. No. May Ma- nuffle blow on your dice, <laughs> not <laughs> down your neck. <laughs> Is that I've the one you're looking for now? Right. Take care, everyone, and we'll uh, we'll speak to you all soon. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>